Welcome to the Student Manager. It's Fonger News here. A great episode ahead. We have joining us Jack Hanley, class of 2012 at Modern Day. And we have Bridget Doyle, who's from South Bend, Indiana, and the future Miss Bridget Hanley. Both Notre Dame, class of 2016. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Good to to be here. Yeah, I've already had your brother, Tommy, on talking BC, one Catholic school, and now we get to talk more Notre Dame. But this will be interesting because I've had former guests on for Notre Dame, but you all have graduated. And not only have you graduated, you met at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, I. I'm, I'm really happy about that, obviously. And we'll, uh, and we'll also talk about Notre Dame any chance we get. <laughs> absolutely. Let's first thank our executive producer, Murph Cargus in the house, formerly of Sugar Ray. I just want to fly. And corporate sponsor, Tupelo. Tupelo on 29th Street. My girl, Amy, who's serving during COVID. So if you guys want to go eat, have an in-dining experience, just ask for Amy. Tell her Fonger sent you. Great. You'll have a good time. So let's get right to it. All right. First, again, this podcast is about students and helping students and parents with the college search and admission admission process. Notre Dame, it's not an easy school to get into. So Jack from California, Modern Day, class of 2012, I think you're the only one of very few students that has their name engraved (laughs) on the wall at Modern Day because you're a national merit. Well, I actually never saw that. They didn't put it in until after I left. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's it's still cool. I haven't seen it as such, but my brother says it's there. So, so yeah. Something to be proud of. Yeah, I guess so. And Bridget, this will be interesting because you are born and raised in South Bend. Born in, so Ray, I would say my whole, I would say uh, raised in South Bend. I've been in South Bend since seventh grade. And you went to high school out there. So different mm-hmm. experience. And I think one of the questions probably followers in my audience wants to know, and I did, mm-hmm. is was your high school, did it feed a lot of people into Notre Dame? And if so, let's talk about that. How many? Because out here in California, it's hard to get into Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So um, I went to one of two Catholic high schools in South Bend. And a lot of people who live in South Bend have parents who work there, so there's a lot of connections anyway. Work at Notre Dame. R- sorry, work at Notre Dame, right. Um, but, I, yeah, so my class, we probably had 12, I think, between 12 and 15 or 20 or something mm-hmm. kids. I know that's a big range. Somewhere around 10 to 20 kids in my class go to Notre Dame. There was the other Catholic high school that had... 30 plus kids go to Notre Dame. So several people from my, I mean, it's very, it's pretty common. <laughs> I can't even think of a handful in two or three years here in Orange County. So let's get right down to probably what people want to know. First, I'll start with you, Bridget. Coming out of high school, what was your unweighted GPA? Oh gosh. Um, it was uh Unweighted. 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 Right. Up to, up to three, like eight, three, nine, probably. Right? Probably three, eight or three, nine. Yeah. yeah it was probably as, as high as it could have been. And your, be rig- your rigor of classes, <laughs> mm-hmm. like how many APs, how many honors? I took almost all AP classes. I did not take an AP US history class. All honors classes, most AP classes. Do you remember your ACT score? Or were you SAT? Um, took both. My SAT score, I took th- my SAT, I took three times, 
And I, I think <laughs> I got maybe a difference of 10 points after taking it three times and having a tutor and everything. Um, so I took my ACT and I know I got a 31 or 32 maybe on my ACT. I don't remember my SAT score. Okay, interesting because mm-hmm. I hold that thought because yep. now that's coming from South Bend, Indiana. Now we're going to go to Jack. Jack, unweighted at modern day. GPA. Uh, three nine, some three point nine something. Because I, I remember that. Every, I think it. I don't think I got anything lower than an A minus. But one of them was oh. like a really scraping <laughs> A minus. Murph sounds like Mia, right? <laughs> Nothing lower than A minus. <laughs> Mia Matsunami's been my other guest on. Uh, <laughs> From this Notre podcast. Dame, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Correct. not trying to brag now. It doesn't really help me anymore. But that's okay. <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, so unweighted, three, nine something, um, and then I guess assuming same questions. So like AP classes, uh, I actually didn't, I only took two honors in AP classes, freshman, sophomore, junior year, but then after that senior year, kind of I kind of overloaded with them just to kind of catch up because a lot mm-hmm. of people in my class that like, you know, I they, they just took the classes that for whatever reason I just didn't want to. Like I didn't want to take any like, I didn't take any honors English classes or anything like that until like AP English senior year, just, just for no, for no real good reason. But, um, what yeah, was your oh, score? Oh, SAT. So I took the SAT twice and got 2260 both times. Um, but my right. s- brain, well, my score on the, smarty pants, the, the funny thing was my score on the writing and the, what were they? The writing and the critical thinking or whatever sections Whatever the two, those two sections, there's mm-hmm. the score switched and the math score was 800 <laughs> both times. So like, it didn't really. Can they have a math brain? Uh, does Notre Dame? I forget. <laughs> do they super score? Uh, yeah, they yes. do. Okay. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they super scored. Um, so so that was you know that was good. It didn't again. It didn't help me at all. <laughs> and you had to take the SAT. I don't right. Uh, I don't think the ACT was was required. Oh yeah, I, you had to, I think so. Yeah, you had to take at least the SAT. I don't think the ACT was. I didn't take the ACT at all. Um, I don't think it was required, but I think it did help. Yeah. Jack, did you not take the ACT because were you better? Well, you're probably better in both. But <laughs> some students and parents out there listening and students know some are better taking the ACT and some are better taking the SAT. Well, I just kind of figured. I mean, you know. Frankly, I did okay on the SAT. I did. I didn't feel like I needed to do both. You know, like what's the what's the point? Right. Um, I took a practice ACT once and did pretty well, but it was I, I only took one practice ACT, so like I I didn't really feel like devoting that much time to it. And I think that equivalent score would transfer over to ACT of like a thirty four, thirty five. Probably. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to guess. Okay, you, <laughs> you know. Well, I, yeah, you know. Okay, I, I, so here's my question, and we talked about this the other night, Bridget. Okay, everyone from here in Southern California, specifically Orange County, let me just get more even range specific. Jack knows here in the Newport Beach area, people all talk about, oh, I'm going to go apply to Notre Dame. I'm going to apply to Notre Dame. But like, let's be honest, that's a stretch school. Are you going to really get in there? Indiana, don't take this the wrong way, but your ACT was 31, 32. If I heard someone saying they got a 31, 32 here, unless they were like the super, super donors and had connections, I'd be like, you ain't getting into Notre Dame. So do you think it's easier where you came from because of maybe the location, they're taking more students and maybe some of the connections with the parents working? How do you explain that? 
I, I do think that that had a lot to do with it. I mean, I was nervous, honestly, the entire... I knew that my grades were there. I knew that I was involved in high school. I, I felt okay about my resume go, or about my college application, you know, going to Notre Dame. But I didn't... I didn't think that I was shooing. I knew that I I knew that I could have done more. So I was nervous about my grades, but I do think that um, that being in South Bend, I have two older sisters who also went to Notre Dame. I have a dad who went there and, and works currently there. works there. That would help. <laughs> <laughs> and I this whole time, I, I mean, I've I've always hoped that I could get it. You know, I could do Notre Dame on my own. Um, but I'm not mad about maybe a teeny little bit of help getting into Notre Dame. Okay, you know what? Let's pause there because <laughs> anyone listening, anybody that knows the Fonger, knows that I f- emphasize and talk about connections and networking. And at the end of the day, it's who knows you. So I, we're going to talk about, especially during COVID, what some kids can be doing. Uh, during this admission process, because you got to reach out, you got to find other ways to get connected and, and help you get in. So mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt. Not only does it not help, it doesn't hurt for college, but as you get older in the future in real career world, because you guys are working now, you graduated, yeah. connections, I'm telling you, it's not what you uh, study and what degree you walk away with. It's at the end of the day, who you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only reason I have, not the only reason, but that's how I got my current job um, just because one of my, it, it wasn't a Notre Dame connection. Well, I guess kind of Sam is. So, so my friend who got me my current job, uh, he, or like who, you know, connected me to this company that I now work at. Um, he is the cousin of one of my really good Notre Dame buddies. Okay. Um, so I guess it's kind of a Notre Dame connection. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. Seven degrees, six degrees of separation. Yeah. <laughs> is this the CAE yeah, Aerospace so, Engineering Yeah, so this in Tampa? is CAE. Um, it's a aircraft simulator company based in Tampa, also Canada. It's 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 a big aerospace company anyway. Um, but yeah, so so one of my good Notre Dame buddies, his cousin is the one who, who told me about the position and helped me apply. So he got... Uh, you know, so it, it was it was good. It, he he basically pulled me in and and like helped me help push uh, HR along on on CAE's side. So Absolutely, that, yeah. So that was <laughs> so that was really helpful. It it, it helps, and, you know, and, yeah. and we'll get into that. Um, I want to touch on one thing. If it wasn't Notre Dame, Bridget, where was your second option, mm-hmm. or, or or should I say, what would have been your fallback school or? Mm-hmm. Our moderate school of choice. Yeah. So actually, so I, growing up in the backyard of Notre Dame, I did not want to go there. So up until we started looking at schools for myself, you know, I had looked at a few schools with my older sister, uh, with my two older sisters, but then um, this whole time I was like, I don't want to follow them. I don't want to. So we looked at a bunch of other Midwest schools. Um, and I would say, so. And I kept comparing everything else to Notre Dame. So that's when I realized it was actually my first choice and that was where I wanted to go. But if it hadn't been Notre Dame, I would have picked... Um, there were a few schools in Ohio that I liked a lot. I liked Dayton. Um, uh, and I probably would have also uh, thought about St. Mary's. Now, St. Mary's in South Bend? St. Mary's in South Bend. And what, it, So before we get to St. Mary's in South Bend, Dayton, I actually have... Coming up, one of the regional mission counselor for the West Coast, uh, Dayton Flyers, to come on this podcast because 
I think Dayton University is wow. a phenomenal school. It's great. The Flyers. Yeah. And they have a great basketball team. Yeah. Too. So. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful school and it was a fun visit and it was nice. And I, I have a friend, a few friends who ended up going there and loved their time there. So. I've never been on the campus. Mm-hmm. How's the campus? Oh, it, yeah, it's been it's eight years since I've been there. <laughs> Does something stick out in your mind though? Um, Honestly, it was just a really pretty summer day that we were there, okay. <laughs> which sounds so silly, but it was... Not January, made, February? Yeah, really. It made a big difference. Um, and I just liked... We had a really good tour guide. Um, and I good think to the hear. tour guide makes a big difference, too. And um, it was it was probably... It's a kind of similar to Notre Dame School. Um, I don't know. The things that I was... The things that I was finding about it, um, I liked. But there were a few things that I liked in Notre Dame more. But. Jack... I know you had so many choices if it wasn't Notre Dame. Because I, I, I know your mom and dad. I remember this process. I'm like, I know where I would go. So what if it wasn't Notre Dame? That was always, was that yeah. your number one? Well, so it was kind of a tie between Berkeley and Notre Dame for me. Uh, just based on, the, uh, obviously I knew I wanted to be an engineer and both of them had great engineering schools. Um, I think I picked Notre Dame largely because my parents definitely wanted me to go there. They're, they were UCLA, so they were like, yeah, no, Berkeley. Right. <laughs> if you're not picking UCLA, you're not picking a UC. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then and then Notre Dame also there. They had an aerospace engineering program, which is what I what I decided I wanted to go in. Uh, Berkeley's was kind of it was way more general, so like it was split into four different. I think it was electrical, chemical, mechanical, and civil, and and then you could specialize into one or the other from there but it wasn't as it wasn't as easy to to like pick one or the other and go like it, with with at notre dame um it was it was more easily divided and then also they actually have a fantastic aerospace engineering program they're doing a lot of research up in south bend right now um but so as a backup though i was looking at honestly usc or ucla those were um those were the those were the two that Got um, it. That I got in pretty early, and I was like, I'd be really happy going to either of these schools because they, you know, they're both great schools. Notre Dame uh, engineering. I mean, I tell students this all the time. I, when you're looking at college campuses or or even the parents, I said you got to look at your major too. Mm-hmm. Although necessarily, sometimes people what they go in the freshman year is not what they graduate with. Yeah, but engineering yeah. is very specific and hard. How were the classes? Well. Early on, they weren't too bad. So some of the early classes, like the freshman year engineering classes, were actually really great in terms of, you know, getting us ready for the next few steps. Mm-hmm. There was one that was like, hey, it's, you know, intro to coding, whatever. It, like, and you know, I I did have some experience with coding from some of my, um, from some of my courses at Modern Day, but a lot of the, um, you know, a, a lot of the intro courses at Notre Dame helped with you know just general knowledge that you'll need for any single got branch. it um but they did start getting way harder i think junior year was probably the hardest year of classes senior year was hard but that was kind of self-imposed <laughs> um but junior year was the hardest year of classes with stuff why like so it, it was it was way more technical than any of the years previous like a lot of the years a lot of the prior years were i i don't want to say like base subjects but like so I guess like the base fluid dynamics, um, or materials, structures, whatever. And that, but then once you get into like in junior year, we had classes like 
compressible fluid dynamics, which was incredibly difficult. Just it, it's just a lot of very math intensive, very um, you know a lot of calculus, and it it basically takes everything that you learned in like your math and physics classes from soft freshman and sophomore year and applies them to. So, so it's a process. Yeah, yeah. Stepping. So so actually, let me break this down for the listeners out there, for students and parents. If you're not that smart route going that engineering, all right, if you want to go to Notre Dame, because engine I, that seems very hard for me just to comprehend, <laughs> all right? There's another route, Bridget. Mm-hmm. We have American Studies, correct? Yes, that's correct. What, was it as hard, do you think, as engineering? Um, I, so... Short answer, no, because I think engineering is, I know that my brain is not wired for anything. (laughs) Mine either. We are very different. (laughs) Um, But I won't say that it was, um, I I won't say that it was easy because, I mean, you still have to write a lot. You still have to read a lot. There's still a lot of stuff that has to go into any sort of arts and letters major. Um, And I'm proud of it. I think that I probably could have done a little bit more, (laughs) read, really read the things a little bit more, but... Um, I think, I mean, I loved the classes that I took and, um, it was American studies is very interdisciplinary. So, um, had a lot of people in my classes from different majors Mm because these covered a lot of classes and Mm -hmm. it was, it was really interesting. You got a lot of really different perspectives and I loved it, but it was a lot of reading and a lot of writing. Yeah. I will say that I would not have done very well in, (laughs) in what she had to do. Like I had the, the few arts and letters, not the few, the arts and letters classes that I had to take, I struggled way more in those than I did in most of my engineering classes. Um, so you know, it's not a, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 a different it's a different different strokes for different folks right. type thing. What's um, the what's yeah. the class ratios? Because that, that's one thing I love mm-hmm. to focus on for students that are coming from big high schools, small high schools, right? That if I want to go to a big school, do you really want to go to a big school? Like lecture hall might be 300, 400, and the smaller class might be, you know, 50 to 100. What, what's right. the, how, how was it at Notre Dame? Yeah. So total, uh, total, there's 8,000 undergrad. So the, um, the lectures that I had were all like the intro classes. Um, and those were anywhere from 100 to probably, 250. I think the biggest class I had was probably an intro to psych. Um, and that might've been 250. That was probably our most full, one of our big classrooms. Um, but then the majority of my classes, um, and I'd say arts and letters by, you know, by nature, they're all discussion based. So you do have a big class. If I take that, if you have a big class, you also have a discussion to go along with it. So, um, for example, the intro to American studies was probably the biggest class that I had for mm-hmm. my American Studies major, and that was um, probably a hundred people, seventy-five to a hundred people, and then we were split, so we had two of those every week, and then our third class was a discussion class, so it was I don't know, fifteen, twenty people, and then the rest of mine, the rest of my major classes were um, were all seminar style. So you're in a small room; it's ten to twenty people, and um, you have to. You have to know your stuff. You have to pay attention because you're part of a discussion. And the teacher great. knows you. The professor yeah. knows you. Yeah, it's really right? important. Yeah, which is fun. I mean, the, the professors are great, and that's what they're here for. They're here to make relate, you know, make connections with us and make sure we understand it. And um, I think the small class that I, the small classes that I had, really helped with that. I like that. If you look back on it now, four years at Notre Dame, what's the one thing, Jack, 
that you're going to be besides this right here. Meeting. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say this is the first day. Because the parents out there, it's great. It can happen. Like your parents met at UCLA. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we just had other guests on Washington. They're dating, right? So it's great. At college, typically, they say you might meet your future husband or wife. So besides that, what is the one thing that you'll take away from Notre Dame in your four years that uh, you'll remember the most? Honestly, my friends, like I made some amazing friends that all of them are going to be not all of them but a lot all of them are going to be at the wedding <laughs> that, they're uh, all best yeah friends. yeah yeah but yeah i can't it's hard it's impossible to pick one mm-hmm. as a best friend um and that's i think that's just largely due to the the culture everyone wants to succeed no one's it's not but it's it's funny it's not like a competitive everyone wants to succeed it's everyone wants everyone else to succeed which is great and i think that kind of carries over into post-graduation too that i think that's part of the reason why our alumni network is so strong mm-hmm. i would say um but yeah so that, that's that in, in short that's what i would take away the classes were you know interesting and i love learning about you know about what i currently do um but the friends are more important to me so bridget what would you say for yourself and this was my favorite thing. My what was this? Yeah, one? like when you when you look back at it, if someone's listening. Like besides the mm-hmm. prestige, the academics, and we'll get into, you know, because there's no Greek life there. And, and right. Jack, you you had your friends, and and we want to hit on the residence halls and right. how you build that community. But when you look back at it, if you're trying to, you think for yourself, what what's the your favorite um, experience at Notre Dame uh, that you could walk away with, saying, you know what, here's why I love Notre Dame. Mm. My gosh, I should have prepared for this one more. (laughs) Sorry if I stole your answer. (laughs) That's why we have it. It's just natural, (laughs) free-flowing conversation. We don't want everything to be prepared. (laughs) Um, I think that Notre Dame really taught me how to be a good worker, like to be a good team player, a good worker, a good... I mean, it taught you a fantastic work ethic, um, but how to work in a group, how to work on a team... Um, I have always, let's see, I should probably, I probably have a better answer for this. Sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, there's no wrong answer on the student manager. That's what I was saying. There is no wrong answer. <laughs> you know what? Because students and parents want the truth. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day. Um, I will, this is kind of a side thing. The other day, I, I think Notre Dame also really taught me how to write. I've always, I mean, I've always known how to, I, I think I'm a good writer, but. You're a great writer. Um. <laughs> a few weeks ago I was writing some blog posts for work and someone was editing them for me mm-hmm. and she was like I can I can hear I can tell Notre Dame I can tell Notre Dame taught you how to write she was like you are wow. not a graduate from this um and it was cool it was very it was a nice thing to hear um but um I think the relationships I think the alumni network um I don't know I would hope that Anywhere you go, that's something that you find. Um, and I think that's something we're so lucky with with Notre Dame because you'll also make it very clear that you went to Notre Dame. Um, oh, people, trust me. Oh, I have yeah. friends. We know where they went to school. <laughs> yeah. No taking nothing away from the Golden Domers. We know if you graduated <laughs> right. from Notre Dame. Um, and, I, and I worked at Notre Dame a few years after graduation as well. So I worked in, a, in, a, in the president's office during my four years and... Um, that taught me how to keep things in perspective. Um, cause I thought that, I mean, as I was a student, I think I also saw the side of being in an office that's literally running the university. And I thought that was a really interesting side to see. So. You, you know what? I want to ask you a question yeah. on that because 
Was this after you graduated in Notre Dame that you got the job there? Yes. So how did you... Oh, which, so... Inside the... Working for the president. Right? I started that June before I started freshman year. So I worked... I worked in the president's office as a student worker for four years, um, from freshman year to graduation, and um, made some really great connections. But also, like, um, like I said, kept things in perspective. Like, understood that we can be complaining about something as a student, but then also knowing all the things that it—I mean, not not all the things, but knowing some of the things that I was hearing in the president's office—that this is, you know, this is way bigger than our. You know, this is way bigger than us. Um, so, yeah. But then I worked at, um, I worked for about three and a half years, I think, after graduation um, from Notre Dame in their events office. <laughs> so I encourage a lot of students when I talk, even to my kids that um, go to Wisconsin and Washington, I'm telling them, hey, let's try and get a job here, get a job there. Even when you're in school, so when you're when you're at Notre Dame, was it easy to balance your schedule with working? I'd say for my for me, yes. Um, I have. I mean, I worked all through high school too, um, so I knew how to manage that schedule. You know, while playing a sport, it was you know you do everything in high school, mm -hmm. but then in college, I thought that I was. I mean, I was grateful that I was able to work my class schedules around. You know the. I don't know, 10 hours a week, 10, 20 hours a week that I'd work, 10, it's definitely 10 hours yeah. a week that I worked. Um, but it's also everyone in the office as a student, I mean, I would 100% recommend working in, you know, in any, in any job on campus as a student, because I mean, it just gives you a really good perspective. Uh, I mean, it gives you a little bit more experience, um, but Absolutely. also, um, I mean, everyone I worked with knew that I was a student first. So if I had a test coming up or if I had something that I needed to reschedule work or I couldn't come in or I, you know, they understood. I mean, they're I'm flexible. a student. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we're, you know, we will be fine without you. We love having you here. But yeah, it was one of my favorite experiences. Actually, That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. That's good because I think students should get involved and, and work on campus if they have that flexibility. Absolutely. Uh, Jack, did you have that flexibility with your schedule in engineering? <laughs> uh, or were you studying all the time? Not, at? Yeah, not as such. I, I, I was studying a lot. I did do, uh, I, I was a TA for several classes and I also, uh, it, it wasn't the exact same as a TA, but there were some, um, some courses that like, especially lots of the freshman and sophomore courses where everyone had to take this class where you would, um, you know, like grade papers. So I, I would, I would grade papers, like grade labs, um, stuff like that on, right pretty pretty regular basis i'd usually have to do like a couple hundred a week and that was I, it wasn't as i wouldn't say it was as rigorous as hers it wasn't as like scheduled it was more just like hey you five are grading papers can you like d divide them up as you please grade them bring them back whenever at the end of this week and so that's usually um you know so that, so i wouldn't say it was i wouldn't say i had that much time to like devote to work but that kind of counted and then and it. then being a ta was more about being in class and and or having like office hours after to help with to help uh students with their with whatever project they're working on um so yeah i want to touch on now because if, if i'm a student and i can qualify academically mm -hmm. for notre dame and if i'm a parent saying hey i'm going to send my kids out there 
let's talk a little bit about the social life. All right. There's, okay. there's no Greek system there. Right. So explain, because we've had one guest on. She's talked about just the community of her freshman dorm. And we talked about this the other day. I think it's funny. Like, if it doesn't fit you, you just move out and you just go find your own people. Yeah. So let's hit on the residence hall. And that's one of the big things okay. in Notre Dame. Yeah. So uh, I was in a dorm called Siegfried. Uh, we are kind of known as the jock dorm. We're the one that not every single year, but most of the last 15 years that we've been a men's dorm, we have won the inner hall uh, sports championships. Um, and so in, in theory, I guess the the dorms are randomly assigned as a freshman. Um, you kind of, you, you know, it's, it's just randomly given to you. Uh, sometimes you can get pulled in by a sibling. If your sibling is in a dorm, uh, then they can pull, you know, then they can pull you in. But I, I will say, and I don't have actual proof of this, but I'm pretty sure my rector, Father John, I'm pretty sure he pulled in varsity athletes because he wanted to win this, <laughs> the hey, Air Hall Championship. It's all who you know. Yeah. Exactly. It's who you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like 90% sure that's what happened because we had a weirdly like high percentage of varsity football players because that was one of the bigger sports. Um, but then also just like varsity athletes in general mm-hmm. compared to the other dorms. Uh, but so the funny thing I think was even if it wasn't, you know, I, I, I don't think I would necessarily call myself a jock. Like I, I ran cross country and track at modern day, but I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't stellar. You got Bridget looking. <laughs> Jack shaking. is not a jock. I'm, for not, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, but, but he's uh, an engineer. Remember that. Right. But, uh, <laughs> But, you know, I, I still got to this dorm, and one of the big things of that dorm was, you know, we want to win sports, so play interhall sports. And I, you know, I loved it. Like, it, it wasn't right. it wasn't what I went into that dorm to do, but it kind of, like, I kind of molded myself to fit in with that and not, you know, not, not like, thinking about doing that, not forcing myself in. It just kind of naturally happened. And I that happens with not every, not every single dorm. Um, but a lot of people that just kind of happens like a dorm has a personality and that part of your personality of your own personality like blossoms to fill the role in the dorm. So one of actually fun, uh, kind of funny you mentioned the uh, the transferring your dorm. So one of my best buddies actually he's my best he's gonna be my best man at Bridge and I's wedding. He was not in Siegfried his freshman year, but he moved sophomore year because he just fit in really well with us and and he became a really important part of our dorm. So that's good to hear. Now, I'm, let's go to your side yeah. because where did you did you were you in Siegfried? <laughs> <laughs> so so back so backing up big picture a little bit. So there's 32 I think at this point 31 or 32 dorms across campus. They've just when added we, a few new ones. Yeah, when we were on campus, there were 28, 29. There might have been 29, 15 female dorms and 14 male dorms so all the dorms are single sex there's anywhere between 100 to 300 i think 350 yeah and lewis lewis was huge yeah so i so the dorms i mean you have all of these dorms across campus you have 30 dorms you have a pretty good community in each of them pretty small compared to some of these other schools that have massive dorms um these you know these huge high-rises these are um you know so you've got a pretty good small connected community all, all years, so freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, the, uh, so I was in the smallest, second smallest, it goes back and forth every mm-hmm. year. I was in the smallest girls' dorm. Um, I was in Howard Hall. 
And we had, um, yeah, it was just like every, like Jack was saying, every dorm has its own identity, um, which is just kind of fun. You also, I mean, you spend a lot of time with everyone that you live with. Um, and sometimes, I mean, like you move, you find new friends, you, you know, you, you find class friends and everything. But when you come home, it's fun to have like some of your best girlfriends that live down the hall from you. So my freshman year roommate, um, very still very good friends but my sophomore year roommate so you don't have to live with the same person every year but um my sophomore year roommate we lived together sophomore junior senior year and then for two years after graduation as well and she's still I mean she's she's a best friend right so you meet some of your best friends here sometimes they're in your dorm sometimes they're across the hall or sometimes they're you know across campus but um I mean we always say that it's similar, that we we try to compare it to Greek life. I think um, you could really, com- you could compare it just because it's that like tight knit community. Um, and you have like all the, you know, you have all these social events. You've got, you know, I don't think it's quite the scale of Greek life. Yeah, we, but, pr- we probably well, can't. Let's just but cut, I love let's it. cut I love to the it. chase because if I'm a student <laughs> listening or a parent yeah. listening, let's talk about the drinking because if you want to okay. compare it to, True Greek it life. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to like, it, how is? It, let's talk about the bar scene. I mean, you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did a lot of people have fake IDs coming in? I'm gonna I assume think, yes. I think a good amount. Yeah. Um, one of the funny things to note was the dorms were all on campus, uh, so it's not really like you. You know, you can drink in the dorms, but it's pretty hard. It's not. It's not technically allowed, and you gotta have to be careful. Like if you're throwing a big party or whatever, um, but more frequently there were like you know off-campus houses um, that would have people in their dorm over and mm-hmm. like and whoever. Uh, but in terms of bars, there's actually a good amount. I feel like we've got a lot of bars for a college town. Like I think it's much better now than it was. I think even true. when we started, yeah. um, South Bend has really. Um, blossomed yeah and being from there i mean i'll talk it up any day you want me to i love it and i think even over the past few years um i think by our junior and senior year um when we were really spending more time off campus than we had been freshman or sophomore year um i think that it was nice and stuff and has done a lot so i think in terms of bar scene um i don't know there's always like it kind of flip-flops every year with which door which bar is the one that's going to allow fake ids you know it's really risky anyway i did not have one coming in i i I could also go back and forth on saying i wish i did i thought that would have been really Uh fun but also i don't really think i missed out i don't think that i missed out on anything um really social between my sophomore or my freshman and sophomore and part of junior years like we had fun how we could and if it wasn't in a bar in south bend then that was fine yeah (laughs) what's what's like one of the 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 top one or two drinking establishments there well for college students linebacker yeah 100 the linebacker uh, i love it linebacker getting some pubs so so the good one with that the good thing about that one is it's really really close but it's also i I don't know if you want to dance in a group with your friends, and if you want to you drink some dance. big beers, and you you want you can't dance. to sing to Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You, probably three times the entire time that you're there that evening, the linebacker is the place Yeah, but you, you can't dance because there's too many people. It's it's too small of a room with too many people inside. So where's uh, like the I, hole I, in the wall? So where's so a good, good hole, hole in the wall? wall? I would say Cheers is a hole I in the wall. I have never been to but Cheers. It's, that one is another funny one. that it, At one point, it was a freshman bar. Yeah, um, but then like, I, I don't know what the deal is with it now anymore, honestly. But my, I think my favorite 
and this one's not like one of the ones that everyone goes to um i would say more seniors go to it than like any other class corby's Corby's, yeah corby's Corby's not yeah corby's will not let a fake id in so it it was kind of nice as we were like finally 21 we wanted to go hang out you know it was kind of nice for like a non like for like a fairly chill night you want to go and play some cornhole you want to like Go and hang out and maybe sit at a table. Yeah. Even, like Young adults. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then, and then there was also Finney's if you wanted to go downtown. Yeah. Finney's was one of the one. Well, there's two Finney's now. Yeah. Or I guess there was always two Finney's, but one, one of the what, Finney's was basically just a giant dorm party. I wonder what um, Mia would have said. There's a very, um, there's a, people have their opinions right now on New Finney's or old Finney's. Okay. We are old Finney's people. Yeah, because new, new Finney's was just not a, no one went when we were there. It didn't exist when we were yeah. there. I think it came up junior year. But, so I mean, it's nice because like South Bend, there we're, are we're, places. We need to get some video from my, <laughs> my guests too, right? There, there are plenty of places to go in downtown South Bend now more than there were when yeah. we were. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be missing out on on anything as long as you know where your friends are going you'll especially you'll not a football weekend oh yeah yeah <laughs> so you know the perfect transition because i've been to one notre dame football game is actually ucla back in night it was like 2000 did notre dame it. win notre dame won on the last drive they had brady quinn good. and i think <laughs> jeff shamarjan who's a pitcher mm-hmm. for the yeah. white Sox. he caught a touchdown and I was like, there's 34 seconds left. I'm looking at touchdown Jesus and I'm called Maria, my wife. I'm like, UCLA's going to pull this shit off. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait, they're not going to pull it off. <laughs> that's our favorite thing to do about, that's our favorite thing about Notre Dame is that we can, we can be like <laughs> we're, we're messing a, up every play. We're a luck-based football team. It's great. And you win the game the last minute. Like what? I mean, it's just fun. Makes for like, some really exciting football yeah. every single time. <laughs> so... Let's get into it because you all two did not meet until your senior year, correct? correct? It was fall of 2015. Yeah. I believe your parents were in town for the Notre Dame yep. game uh, against Navy? Navy. Yeah, it was the Navy mm-hmm. game. Navy so, game. Yeah. So my brother and my dad were in town. My my little brother who was a junior, no, sophomore in high school at the time. Let me pause there. Yeah, little sorry, brother anyway. who now is Tommy, who's... <laughs> right was my guest for the Boston College mm-hmm. episode a few months ago. Correct. Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, they were in town for the game. Um, at, so, obviously, this was my senior year. But so, at this point, I uh, I was living off campus. So, um, yeah, I was living off campus, pretty pretty close to my dorm, but still off campus with two of my buddies. Um, so, they stayed at our house for the weekend. Um, and then we snuck Tommy into the student section uh, we, we gave him, I, I don't know, I, th- I feel like it's gotten harsher lately, <laughs> but uh, but basically we gave him, uh, I went in and then one of my friends went out with my student ID, gave it to him and then he walked in and then I don't know how my dad got in. <laughs> he probably he, acted like a student too. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying, yeah. harsher, it's hard to do that now? I, I think it, so. It depends know, which though. ushers are there, honestly. Yeah. We also love all of the Notre Dame Stadium ushers and the fact that they put up with so much stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> but there were some that... <laughs> Like our senior year, if we some, were some were more, some were definitely more observant than others. Got it. <laughs> so, but it. But yeah, so Tommy came into the senior oh, section. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he came into the senior section for that game. We had, you know, we had been tailgating all all day. One, uh, a couple of my friends' parents came. Basically, every game. Charles's parents came almost every game, actually. Because, uh, any, yeah. Sorry. So, thank you, Bridget. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, we had Tommy in the student section. Um, it wasn't that cold yet, which was great. It was still like a nice fall weather day. So I also, I'm jumping in now. So I probably for the best. So I, my sisters and I have all passed down. So I have two older sisters, like I said before, and I have one younger sister. We've all been at Notre Dame. Um, we've all are, have been students at Notre Dame and between the four of us, we've passed down a fanny pack, um, just like a sequined kind of classic Notre Dame girl fanny pack. It's, uh, has a bunch of uh, shamrocks on it. It's not fantastic. that every not that every Notre Dame girl has a fanny pack. Like <laughs> we got to get a fanny but, pack. <laughs> yeah, but so I senior year it was my year um, to have it senior year and I would fill it with candy um, every game and throw it at a bunch of my friends during halftime because we'd all everyone would stand up during the um, the entire during the game, games actually. but then we'd all sit down during halftime. So during halftime. I would stay standing up for a few minutes and I'd throw candy across, you know, across the section to my friends or really anyone I'd make eye contact with. And for the first few games, because it was really hot, it was some like harder candy. But for most of the season, it was Hershey Kisses Um, because I could get like a really big bag of Hershey Kisses, fill the entire, (laughs) fill the entire fanny pack with it. And every time I'd walk in, you know, they always check your bags, check whatever um, the ushers did. And I'd open it up and he'd be like, is there anything in here other than <laughs> It's Hershey like alcohol kisses? candy. And I'm yeah, like, no. literally just Hershey Kisses. Here, I always have one. So then I was so throwing was them there. around. So I was throwing them around that game and I was throwing them. Jack and I had a lot of mutual friends at the time, but we had never met. Um, Which was really weird. Cause yeah. Like, yeah, senior year, you haven't met yet. Senior year, and like my met. Be- and like, one of my best friends was dating, was dating one, of one of his my best, best friends. friends. So it was like, why didn't we meet? It's a lot of overlap. Yeah. yeah. But so I was throwing them down the line. I saw the group of boys. I was throwing them like down the line. 100% threw into Tommy first, which Jack still will never let me forget. She didn't throw me one at all. <laughs> but then I, so I had never seen Jack before. And then he comes up, I don't know, 10 minutes later, whatever. Yeah, 10 minutes later. It took me a while to goes, work up the courage. He goes, I just wanted to say, thanks for the kiss. And and all of her friends that knew me <laughs> thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I can I can confirm that. If it you was funny. Go talk to them. They'll laugh. You were not laughing. It was though. funny. No, I did laugh. I just had no idea who he was. Oh. Of course I laughed. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah, so then, so that happened and that was our first official meeting. Yeah. And then um, we ran into each other a few times in the, in the next few weeks. We saw each other at um, one of my dorm... Um, Flag football championship games. So yeah, Um, so her. It's funny, actually, the same friend that we just mentioned. He was the coach of her dorm's flag football team. That the Ducks. Yes, we are the the Howard Howard Hall Ducks. Ducks. And they. uh, So the cool. This is the same for all football teams. Uh, The championship and the semifinals, or just the championship. Uh, Championship. I think just the championship of the women's flag football, men's tackle football, men's flag football. Uh, Yeah, those all. Get you actually get to play them in the stadium. This is uh, super fun. So you got to do it in the stadium. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but so, so, we, so we met again in the stadium. I was the senior class council. So I was the senior class secretary, um, which I have continued the, that role past graduation. So I'm the our alumni secretary now, and it's so much fun. But so senior class secretary, and uh, we were hosting an event. I think the next week or whatever. And so I was inviting everyone to it. I invited Jack, and he took this as a very personal invitation, and we... personal. It was, um, but we... This is still like... I still don't know who this boy is. He just keeps right, showing up. Right, right. <laughs> it's so, a Hanley effect. Right. 
And so we had um, this senior class council event at one of the event spaces on campus, and it was awesome. We had a student, you know, one of our classmates was a, he was um, DJing. We had some really good, like, margarita deals that we, you know, it was 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 awesome. This was on Legends, which is a bar and restaurant on Mm -hmm. campus. Yeah, and so it was really fun, and we had probably one of our best turnouts. It was the first time we'd ever done it. Best turnouts, probably because I invited literally everyone. <laughs> but um, and how did you secure the digits? Yeah, so so it was on a Thursday night. So me being uh, an engineer, I still had way more homework than like of course anyone else there <laughs> did because they were all like not having, they didn't have classes the next day. Um, not everyone, obviously, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, me and my buddy who also wanted to go talk to a girl, we went in two legends taking a break from homework at like 11 we went in and i had a raffle going so i was making jokes i was just telling people to give me your phone number just write your name and your phone number um and i I was making jokes about that but that was and that's what that was an invitation made it easy (laughs) for me uh so we stood in line for margaritas for about five minutes and then we were like this is taking too long we need to go back and, and finish our homework uh, we Nerds. had a, we had we had a massive orbital dynamics project due the next day, <laughs> and we hadn't done any work. <laughs> so um, you sprint out of the. So we sprint out, but before doing so, I stop by her table and tell her. To As like, he's running out the door, and he's my friend like, is, "My friend is yelling at me." Um, to, he's in like, "My defense." He's like, "Oh, by the way, I uh, I put my phone number on that raffle ticket, and you can have it if you want. Bye!" And runs out the door. <laughs> I, I like I like to think that I would have done something else if that didn't work. So then, who calls great. who? So I um, I initiated it yeah. actually because I um, well I didn't have her number I couldn't <laughs> initiate it. But I went through and I said that I wanted to count how many people. So we drew our you know the next two days or whatever we drew our raffle winners. Um, and Jack was not one of the raffle winners, but um, I was like, oh, I just wanted to see how many people how many people came to this because i know everyone who walked in the door made a put you know uh put a raffle put a raffle ticket in because i made them all and so i was like i know that this is a pretty good number so i just want to count and also conveniently found jack's uh (laughs) conveniently found the number the raffle ticket with his number on it which we were just finding we were just finding a picture of it um i still have the picture that i sent him of the yeah raffle ticket with his number on it yeah and then so the next day she texted me and and we just kind of texted back and forth and then uh yeah and then uh, that was that was the friday then the saturday uh you came to my house to watch a to watch the last the boston college of football game yeah yeah to watch the boston college game um and then yeah then we just talked and then a year ago he a year ago almost (laughs) this thanksgiving weekend you know and this is an interesting story because i remember Steve and Melissa, your parents, saying they're gonna he's gonna propose on the field. I'm like, how is he doing that? Like, what kind of fucking contacts does somebody have? So high level, because I think that's interesting. Yeah. It was hard for us to even when we went to go visit to get on the field at South yeah. Bend. So how did you do that? Yeah, so the field is not a place where people can go. So if you ever have a chance to I know football Fridays it's open, you can kind of you know, you can you can go there, but if you ever have a chance to get into the stadium and be on the field, would one thousand percent recommend it because it's such a cool experience. Yeah. But so I worked so like I said before, I worked on campus, I worked in the events office, I planned events in 
um, you know, all around campus, but in the stadium. So I would have events in the stadium. All of my coworkers, we would, you know, it was kind of like something that I hoped never to take for granted, like walking in the concourse and on yeah. the field. And it was really fun. Um, and so Jack talked with a few of my coworkers and they created a fake event for me to host to come in for a meeting for. Engineer mine. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so uh, basically I, I told her coworkers, hey, can I, you know, I'm, I, I want to propose to her on this day at this time. Can you like make a fake event in one of the event spaces? And they're like, yeah, sure. But you want to just do it on the field? And I'm like, yes, actually, I would. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, so they arranged a. So they. It, it was great because it offloaded a lot of the work from me. <laughs> they uh, they put together this fake event for her on the football field on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the morning of of that. And um, she actually was really upset. Well, because I was technically supposed to be taking the day yeah, off. Yeah, she was supposed to be taking the day off, but then her boss comes and is like, "Hey, you got this like really." You got this meeting. Big client. Yeah, big client. (laughs) And they want to meet on the football field at like 8 in the morning. And it was like really cold because it's November in South Bend. This is freezing. Like it wasn't like, well, it was. It was windy and rainy. It's cold. It's cold in South Bend. But yeah, yeah, so this is literally also timeline. This was a month before. So he had been planning this. He had been working with my coworkers who literally I sat and, you know, I shared cubicle walls with them and no one ever said anything. It was amazing. But they had been working on this for uh, at least for two, a whole month. For a month and a half. For a month yeah. and a half. And so I kept complaining about how I had to go into this meeting. Yeah, she called and, and like yelled at, not yelled <laughs> at me, but like yelled to me about it for a little bit. I was, I was, I mean, luckily you couldn't see me, but I was, I, I was grinning the whole time. And so I went great. in that morning. It was the day before Thanksgiving. I kind of knew something was maybe coming. Um, but I was thinking something was going to happen that weekend because my whole family was in town. Right. He knew that that was important. Um, and so I went into this meeting, I sat down with two of my co with one of my coworkers and my, the director of the department, my boss, who obviously I wanted to impress. Right. And so that's why I was here. But we had a 10 minute meeting with printouts. We had, I asked questions. I was taking notes. It was a, it was a real thing. Well, I just remember the play by play from your parents <laughs> and sending us pictures. And, yeah. and here's the great news. I mean, I, I had to get that story in because for parents and students out there, like you can find your future mate. I mean, if there's yeah. more, th- this is like the second time I've had guests on that have like met and you are going, yeah, absolutely. Not, not only are you getting married, Maria and I are going to the wedding if we have the wedding because mm-hmm. allegedly it's supposed to be in April. <laughs> and we're, crossed. Yeah, and yeah. we're staying at the Morris Inn, which is I've never even when I went on my visits there, I don't even remember looking at the Morris Inn. The most beautiful hotel. I planned events in there too, and yeah, I would stay there anytime I have. They've they've updated it a lot in the last like ten years too. Because um, actually, when I visited, um, when I visited junior year i think before applying mm. it was yeah they redid it in 2015 yeah that's what it is. yeah yeah so they hotel. It and, it's, and it's absolutely beautiful though. and we're so excited to have hopefully like he was saying hopefully our wedding in april and we're the the space that we're in we look down into the field and so not only can you see all of campus but you're looking down into the field where we met yeah. where jack proposed a lot of resonance yeah there. And i look forward to that yeah uh, you know i much it's gonna be Fun. Oh yeah. Let, let me ask this because the students out there and parents out there listening, like what you've you've been through it now, mm-hmm. right? You've you've gone through the whole Notre Dame experience and yeah. you're working and now you're about to start your life. What 
recommendation or advice would you give first, let's say to the student? Maybe I'm gonna take this in two parts. A high school student looking to go to college, it doesn't need to be Notre Dame or mm-hmm. whatever school they're going to, but start to finish, like what advice would you give them to a college student? To a high school going into college? Yes. So I'll go first. Um, yeah. I would say, um, and so I was a I was an admissions tour guide also on campus. Mm-hmm. So we we got the question all the time of what you know the same kind of questions you were asking us like what were your scores, what classes did you take, what did you write on your college admissions essay, what should I do, and it's always like it was one of the hardest questions to answer because like I want to tell you all the things I did, but it's also a completely different person and it's a completely different group of students and a completely different class and so. I would say my advice to a high school student applying for college, one, make sure that you do your research, (laughs) make sure you at least know you can, you know, you see some things that you really like about it. And then um, make sure that you are being true to yourself. Um, You know, make like write your admissions essays how you want to write them, you know, let other people write, let, let, let other people help you and, you know, direct you and make sure that you're, you're doing what's right, but also make this about you because you're the one who's going to be there and you're the one you want, you want them to hear your voice as they're reading your application and you want them to know all the things that you can offer and how you can best be, you know, how you can make their school better. Yeah. They don't, I, I think it's also important to know that it's okay if you don't know what you want to do right away. Like, it's it's not... You don't have to have exactly what your major is. You don't have to have all your classes planned out. Uh, what you do need to do, though, is you need to have... I, I'm trying to think of how to word this. You need to have an idea of how you want to proceed, I guess. Like, it does uh, not as specific as that, but you have right. to... You know, you have to have a clear, like, a clear vision in your head of what you want to get from college or from your college experience. And it honestly helps a lot uh, with applications because you can, you know, you can check colleges off. It help, it'll help you make choices. It'll help you writing your admission essay because it's a very clear, it's a clear thing that you aspire to. And I think, I personally think that's really important. That's, like to that, always have your big picture in mind. Yeah, that's, and that's what really helped me is it even, even, bef- even before like, you know, big picture, I want to work at this company, whatever, like it, it doesn't have to be that specific. It can just be, I want to do this set of things. I want to make really good friends at, while I'm at Notre Dame, I want to, or at what, at college, I want to set myself up. I want to. You know, I want to set myself up to get to this place in 10 well, that's, years. That, that's having clear, precise goals. Yes. Like bullet points. And what Bridge, what you're just talking about is it's true of, I, I talk about the essay so much. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself. What type of impact are you going to have? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, imagine yourself there and and as they're reading it, because some of my guests are the regional counselors that read the essays. Mm-hmm. And I tell people it's not just, a number you just don't want to be a number like your gpa right. or your act score all right let's go to the because there's a lot of helicopter parents out here <laughs> what advice do you give the parents um, as they're going through this yeah. process trust your child and trust that you have raised your child to be the best student they can and that 
you'll that it, that will continue to college and yeah. help make you know kind of like exactly what I said before make sure that they are the ones coming out in this you know in this application and they will be the ones that you know you've been around them for forever but let them this is a really a chance for them to grow yeah, um, it's, yeah. A, it's a great chance for for the kids to grow and it's a great chance for them to prove themselves as you know as they're growing up I guess like it's a great chance to prove to it's a, it's a great chance for the kids to prove to you the parents what you've taught them like it's it's a it's a great opportunity for the kids to give back to the parents absolutely and I always say it's the kids going to school not the parents mm-hmm. yeah. right. right Murph we always talk about that it's, it's not the, it's <laughs> not the parents not going, going to school, to school. Yeah. trust me I would love to go back to college <laughs> No, here, because the question I always say to myself, all right, because I'm going to pose this to you, Uh because I know what my answer would be. If you had to do it all over again, okay, Mm -hmm. what's the one thing that you would do differently? If there is anything that you would do differently. Um, I would, let's see, I would fully read all the things that I was supposed to read (laughs) in class, class, and I would um, not, I would keep all my books i returned a lot of my books okay. but especially as you hear this college students out there <laughs> keep your as books. an american studies major i we read so many books and i returned so many but it was stupid because you pay 25 dollars for the books and you get two dollars back you know keep it and read it maybe flip through it later at some point but i wish i had some of those now um but also trust myself and um you're there for a reason and you got yourself there, and you'll be the one to get yourself through. But you could also, you also need to ask for help. Yeah. When you need it. I'd probably get a little more involved. So, like I said, I did a lot of dorm sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would, I think I would get involved in more stuff outside of the dorm. Um, and, you know, because. Kind of like Bridget working like, yeah, on like, campus. I did a she lot, did a of, st- I did a lot of stuff, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, I would, I would, if, if, Maybe I would have met you earlier, and that would have been good. But like, I I would have taken a leaf out of your book, and or, is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I would have taken a leaf out of your book, and um, you know, just like done more clubs, got involved in mm-hmm. in student council stuff like that. Um, because you know, it's it's a great way to make friends outside of your mm-hmm. dorm, and that's you know, you can do that in classes. But I think it's you know, I think it's also really great to to meet people outside of work. I, I tell that almost to everybody on this mm-hmm. podcast. I say, g- just get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get involved. Right? Any student I'm talking to, because it's what you do uh, in your experience at yeah. that university. You know, you can make a small campus. You you can make a big campus small, but it's hard to make a small campus mm-hmm. right big. So right. just get involved. Right. Absolutely. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, here's what I always like to do. It's kind of like a rapid fire. Right, rapid fire, right. and you right. kind of you already talked about some of the bars, yeah, and, yeah. and I think Mia's mentioned some, but I mean, you guys have been there, experienced it. All right, if Steve and Melissa are in town, where are they taking Jack, and maybe if Bridget's nice enough to come along, where are they taking you all for dinner? <laughs> uh, dinner, Cafe Navarre, I think. Um, or Ruth's Chris, two nice steakhouses. Not Cafe Navarre. Cafe Navarre. Because it's in downtown. Ruth's Chris is kind of like That's off true. in Granger. Cafe Navarre. Yeah, Cafe Navarre. Okay. Good, good. The spending. We, we, we want the parents to be paying <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. good meals, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, okay, so Julia, my daughter in yeah. Wisconsin, she's like, Daddy, next time you come to town, here's two places I want to try. <laughs> Can we take me, your, my friends and I? I'm like, absolutely. $4 signs <laughs> on Google. <laughs> exactly, right? Okay, so Cafe, Cafe Navarre. Cafe mm-hmm. Navarre, right? All right, so late night munchies, Bridget. You guys Mixed are patio. Ha- 
I didn't get finished. Didn't like, even answer the. Didn't even. I was about to say, you guys are hammered. Where are we going? Nick's. Why? What, what do they have there? Um, Nick's patio is twenty. It's one of the only twenty-four hour places in in the town, and it's just one of those places. You can get anything you want. Yeah. It's a diner. You can and, get anything. And you don't need a car. It's not. You don't have to drive. You can. It's walk close. The drunk shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You might get yep. lost on the way, but it's not like that far off. So. <laughs> All right. So you wake up with the. Biggest hangover where we having breakfast. Honestly, dining... Well, Nick's patio is not a bad option, but honestly... <laughs> go back to Nick's patio. <laughs> you just spend the night there? <laughs> but honestly, uh, dining hall and just get one of everything. The dining well, hall is a good... I mean... I, I, I was a north dining hall just because that's what part of campus I was on. Got south it. dining hall is also good. But you can get literally anything... You can get one of every as single As it's a dining hall. Of, <laughs> yeah, you can get a bowl of every single type of cereal you can imagine. Just do that. Or you can get one single piece of toast. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes they have, like, Eggs Benedict bar or whatever. And, like, not, like, the best Eggs Benedict you'll ever have, but, like, good. Best <laughs> hamburger in town. Oh. Steak. Can you ask best pizza in town instead? Steak and shake. I could do that. Ask that. Best pizza in town. <laughs> Rocco's. Rocco's. Shit. Isn't that... Uh, that's it's right where, down the like, street. Was it one of your first dates? It was, our, yeah. it was one of our first dates. Pepperoni yeah. and pineapple? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, pineapple. you really did your research. Okay, you see, really as a it. podcaster and a host, <laughs> what did we talk about the other night? You got to be prepared mm-hmm. and know yeah. this is for a real job life yeah. scenarios. You got to be prepared and do your research. Where? So if you if if you did not hear enough from Bridget and Jack on this podcast, they, all, they were also featured in the Notre Dame magazine uh, a month ago. So... Yeah. I read it and I'm like, wow, this is an interesting story. And normally I wouldn't talk about this on my podcast, but you know, I can do whatever I fucking want on this podcast. So let's do it. As you should. Right? Right? So I want to thank you two very much for being a guest. Yeah, thank thank you. You've been fun. I mean, this is what I wanted it to be. Uh, You've shared insight more in depth on Notre Dame, especially since you've been there. We could talk a lot more. I, I already told you the future of this podcast. It's the hiring manager, right? So some of the some right. of the questions like, all right. right, I went to college. Now what do I do? Right. So we're, that, that's a tease. We, we won't get too much into <laughs> that. But great to have you. Glad you guys were in town. I'll look forward to uh, whenever the wedding may be. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed yeah. April because I do want to get out there. I want to check out uh, St. Mary's. Yes. Right. And we didn't really get to touch on St. Mary's. But, you know, I will leave with this because people here in Orange County, they always say, hey, how do I get in Notre Dame? How do I get in Notre Dame? And I said, well, after I have Bridget on, maybe the best thing is just to move to South Bend and go to high school there. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Tell your parent, tell your parent to get a job there. Yeah. Right? Or, or get a job there. So I want to thank my executive producer, Murph Cargus in the house, formerly of Sugar Ray. And again, listen to the student manager. We got big things brewing for 2021. Get out of this 2020 that we just had. Thank you again to Jack. Thank you again to Bridget. Fonger News, out. Thank you.